Okay, the first thing that we spoke about four weeks ago in session one was the idea that the Torah approach is not psychology. It's not any school of psychology. Each school of psychology has its own definition of normal. The behaviorists have their theory. The, the Freudians have their theory. The cognitive therapists have their theory. The Torah has a completely different definition of what's normal. And just as each of these cultures devises its own therapy to draw people towards what they consider to be normal, so too we have our own therapy, which is totally unique, different from all the other cultures. So you have to be very careful as you're, as you're learning about the Torah system for Chinuch not to try to stick it into uh, a cognitive or a behavioral or a Freudian box because what we're doing is very, very different from all of those systems. It's not a combination, it's not a modification, it's a completely different system. Point number two. Just go ahead and stop anytime if you have questions. One of the things that is most frustrating for people who are getting into the Torah system of Chinuch is that we do not focus on particular solutions. We focus on general principles. And the reason is because if you possess the general principles, then you on your own can resolve any educational challenge you're faced with. However, if all you learn are quick, handy tricks to solve this problem or to solve that problem, very quickly you're going to run out of tricks. Because the number of permutations that are possible with a, with a, with a human baby is just beyond comprehension. So therefore, we do not attempt to memorize large tracts, right, which give these solutions. Rather, the key is, to, is, to, is to, to master the three techniques that we spoke about during these last four weeks. Point number three, the limits of perfect education. We said that it is wrong to believe that if you do everything right as a parent, that your kids will come out terrific. And if your kids aren't coming out terrific, it's because you did something wrong. That's not correct. Rather, results are always in Kodesh Baruch Hu's hands. Always. Whether the results are your health, or your money, or your kids. The results are always in the Kodesh Baruch Hu's hands. All we do is make Hishtadlis. Right? In all areas of life, we're chayv to make proper hishtadlis, we're chayv to make our own efforts, the best efforts we can. Here we're only speaking about proper efforts. But there's no guarantee that if you follow all these efforts, everything's going to come out okay. It's all in a course of hands in the end. Point number four. Question. Avada, the Jews walk through the Yamsuf. Like, you get very wet walking through the Yamsuf today. <laughs> but the Jews walk through the Yamsuf, so you see there's no limit. Akarshavu can do anything he wants to do. So a- anything is possible. What's our job? To make Ishtadlis. The, there's a hashkafa here. You cannot be result-oriented, although that's hard to say to parents because there's nothing we want more than nachas. But don't do this for nachas. Do this for Avodah Hashem. That, that, that's what I'm telling you. It, you. Don't be results-oriented just like, I don't keep Shabbos so that I can bring down my blood pressure. 
and I don't keep kashas to avoid trichinosis. In the exact same way, I don't, I'm not mechanach my kid properly so that I can get a, a tzaddik. Elamai, why am I mechanach my kid properly? Because Hashem said so. It's a Vodas Hashem. By the way, I, I'm telling you this because it's the truth. But if you could internalize this, it gives you a lot of nuchs nefesh. You can, you can relax a lot in your chinuch because you say, look, I'm doing everything right. My kid's a monster. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm doing everything right. I'm doing everything Hashem asked me to do. Yeah? So then you can relax more. By the way, if you relax more, often your kid will relax more too. But I'm not telling you to do it for results. Agav, I'm telling you, Yetzirah, that you'll, you'll often get better results if you're not results-oriented. But I'm telling you, Yetzirah Tov, that the emes, that's not the goal. The goal is to serve Hashem by being mechanach your children properly. Okay, very good, important point. Yes? Right, so derech ha-teva, if you jump into the yamsu, if you get, you get wet. Derech ha-teva. I'm just reminding us that you shouldn't think that that means that if you jump into the yamsu, if you'll get wet. And it doesn't mean that if you do everything right, your kids will come out okay. And it doesn't mean when, that when, even though you see a fairly consistent pattern, that's only because we're living right now in a period of Hester Panim, and of course we're almost through everything behind teva. So it looks like there's teva going on here. So to any parent, it looks like if we're bigger tzaddikim, our kids come out bigger tzaddikim. That's kach nira. That's the that's the hester That's not the emes. This is very hard to accept. We believe in every other area of life. When it comes to money, I have no control over it. When it comes to health, I have no control over it. When it comes to my kids, I'm in charge, not Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Zelo. Yeah, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is mamish in charge. And to the extent that it looks like that's not the case, so we're making a big mistake. I, again, I'm not telling you this so that you'll relax. Agav, you'll relax if you, if, you think, if you keep this in mind. Now, I don't mean that you should relax, and that means you shouldn't make a big effort with your kids. Like, it would be as if I told you, listen, don't keep kosher to avoid trichinosis, and people say, oh, Gavalik, I don't have to keep kosher. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, keep kosher because Hashem said so. Be mechanach your kids properly because Hashem said so. Right? You could say, Hineni muchanam zum l'kai mitzah seishel chinuch. Right? Every time you get up in the morning. That, that has to be your kavanah. Agav, the truth is, if, we, if I took this as seriously as having trafe in my house, if yelling in my house was like bringing pork into my house, it could be there'd be less yelling in my house. But if I think it's really all in my hands, it could be I'll do less ishtadlis than if I'm trying to be Yotzi the Bedats. Yeah? This is the Amos. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Yeah, yeah. Good. Okay, so we talk lolishma, balishma. That's that's fine. The the Chazal tells us that's Peseder Gamor. You're very very motivated in this mitzvah because you're afraid. Terrific. Yeah, that's great. In the in the final analysis, you can't forget this is a vote of Hashem. <coughs> it's not a selfish activity. It's not that I want to have nachas for my kids and that's why I'm doing it. But it's okay to also have that motivation. 
story, yeah. the motivation behind why um, in Mouth is not solely for the fact that Trishan said that there are plenty of I never get crowds like this from my Borer classes. <laughs> this is a topic that's on everyone's, everyone's mind right now. So, okay, Gavaldik, Hashem, Hashem has a way of communicating to us which mitzvahs He wants us to put in, in a lot of effort into learning about right now. Yeah, so he sent a loud and clear message through many media that this is what we should be working on. Whether the medium be articles in the Jewish Observer and Jewish Action telling us this is what we should be working on because there's a crisis in the community, or whether the medium is Osama bin Laden and Arafat, Yimach Shemo, right, who, who are showing us the the power of Chinuch. They're showing us the flip side. That's the Sitra Achra who took control there. And you can mamish see the power of Chinuch there. And Hashem is putting it in our face. This is, this is what Chinuch can do. So if we want to take the world back, we have to take it back by being Mechanach our kids, like they're being Mechanach their kids. So in Echinami, Hashem is declaring to us, this is Choshev. Yeah? Okay. Now we'll work. So, so, I'm just pointing out, this, like everything else in Olam Haza, everything else in the universe, period, is all in Hashem's hands. Good. Excellent questions. Okay. So that's number three. Number four, defining Chinuch. It's very helpful to have definitions. The, the definition of chinuch is It's bringing a person or a tool into the activity that we'll be performing forever in the future. So whenever you want to ask yourself, is the activity that I'm involved in considered quote-unquote chinuch, ask yourself, am I starting my kid doing something that I want him to do forever? If the answer to that question is no, then it's not called chinuch. Yeah? That, that, is, that is the official definition of Rashi. Okay, that you'll see how that plays in later on. Number five. Everything that we do in this world is a kiyum of its fulfillment of the halach, the bedrach, of the eighth of the 613 mitzvahs according to Rambam, you should imitate God. Just as God is kind, we should be kind. Just as God is merciful, we should be merciful. Just as God plants and builds and prays, so too... We are supposed to plant and build and pray. Now, planting, building, and prayer are things which we do globally. That is, we do them in many different areas of our lives to accomplish many different things. I plant myself by putting values and perspectives into myself. That's Limud Musser, that's going to a shear, teaching myself how to look at the world. That's planting. I build myself by taking on new Hanhogos. Yes? I'm going to wash Nagel Vasser properly this time, right? I'm going to say my brachas properly this time. And I insert a new Hanhoge into my system. That's called building, right? And I pray, right? I pray for myself. I pray for the Olam, the Chula. Okay. Just as in order to drive this personal world towards perfection, I plant and build and pray, so too when I want to drive any world towards perfection, including my child or anybody else that I want to help achieve perfection, my child, my Talmud, anyone like that, so too there, I will plant and build and pray. Okay, now, our premise is, this is the only things you can do to raise a good kid. And anything that's done outside of planting, building, and prayer is at best a waste of time and often counterproductive. And everything that's true chinuch will fit into one of these three categories. Planting, building, or prayer. Right? What, it's got to fit into one of those three. Otherwise, I have to start to ask, maybe this is not chinuch, and it could be it's even counterproductive. So again, planting would be putting perspectives, hashkafas into a child, values into a child, 
Building is when you stick in behaviors into the kid, habits and behaviors, and tefillah is spontaneously calling to a Kodesh Baruch Hu. By the way, you don't have to wait for Shimon Esrei. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, one o'clock and your daughter's supposed to be walking home from, from, uh, from school. So you stop and you say to Kodesh Baruch Hu, please, Kodesh Baruch Hu, can you help me get my daughter home okay? Hashem, my eight-year-old, she needs a friend. Hashem, my 12-year-old, she needs help with her, with her, with her math. Could you help her out, please? Spontaneous prayer any time that something comes up. You don't have to wait for Shimon Esrei. Shimon Esrei is gvaldic powerful. Yeah, but tefillah you should say any time it occurs to you with your kids. One of our gadolim said that he thinks that the reason that he achieved godless was, if he achieved anything in Torah, he said, was because his, he saw his mother daven for him sometimes ten times a day. So that's not too much. If you're diving ten times a day, you're right up there. Yeah, you're in the league. Yeah, okay. Good question. Where do I want the kedusha going here, and should we be busy with the sechla? Well, vada, you teach your children how hagas of kedusha. You teach your children, let's say, to wash negovas in the morning. Yeah, you teach a, a little boy to wear kippah. Yeah, these are these are on hagas of kedusha and tara, and uh, and you teach it to them by planting. A powerful method of planting is personal example. Could be the most powerful method of planting. Beyond that, you can also speak about it. Say your B'divitor about it. Tell stories about it. That's all planting. Building would be, let me put a keep on you, Shmulek. Here you go. It's cute. Let's get that right on there. Yeah? Right? Okay, here we go. Right, right? And you're teaching, right? Your mom is building by showing them the Hanhogos that you want them. And then Tfilah, Kodesh Baruch Yeah? Please help this child achieve something in Tower and Kedusha. So, because of big shir, so I answered Derech Klal. We see that there were people in, in during times of Chazal who did such a thing. They brought their baby to a base medrash v'chulo. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is not halachically binding, so therefore I can't paskin for a klal. Yeah. But what you could do is you can go to your rav and you can ask your rav shilas about you know what about this nikud? Is this appropriate for our child? Is this appropriate for our child? But certainly there, there's makoros and shas for such a thing. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not now giving you rishus and saying you can go do whatever you want. You've got to go ask a rav. But uh, there's Makoros for, for, for teaching your child that sort of Kedusha. Yeah. Good. Okay. Everything we spoke about during the entire four weeks was planting, building, and prayer. <coughs> Zeu. That's all we talked about, and we tried to understand how every educational challenge can be resolved using those three principles. What you want to do is, whenever you're presented with a problem at home, the first thing you think is, okay, how do we plant this out of existence? How do we build this out of existence? And how do we pray this out of existence? Right? That's got to be the first thing. If the first thing that occurs to you is, can I hit him now? Right? You're, it's wrong priority. Right? It starts off, how do I plant this? How do I build this? How do I pray this? That's the first way to think. Yeah, yeah. Um, Meaning, like, 
don't know, one night you could go speak without brushing his teeth. So that means that I'm, I'm, I am planting and think that it's okay to go through that brushing teeth. Then to be on top of making sure that everything that you're planting is the right is the right seeds, like that, that becomes very overwhelming. Like to handle one challenge and, and handle it, I guess, might be feasible, but to make sure that everything that you're doing throughout the day, you're planting the right seeds, can become very overwhelming. Good. So I'm going to give you two answers. One you'll laugh at, even though I'm serious, and the other you'll take seriously. The one that you'll laugh at is Davin. Davin to Kodesh Baruch Hu and ask Kodesh Baruch Hu to please give you das, to know what to do. Yeah, that's number one. By the way, Kodesh Baruch Hu made you an expert mother. If you spend enough time with your child and you Davin, then you'll, you'll do terrific. Yeah, you, you just have to let your, your natural greatness come out. Yeah, so just spend enough time with your kid and Davin, Yatov. Okay. <coughs> Second, like this, we spoke with the guys about what sort of a daycare center you would send your kids to. Yeah, you're not going to send your kids to some average daycare center. If you're going to send them away, you would send your kid to just a phenomenal daycare center, the best place in town, because you don't want you, you know you don't want your kid damaged in any way. So imagine you had a choice between two daycare centers: one where there was a staff member who was on staff most of the time; there was another staff member who came in part time. The one who came in part-time and the one who came in all the time never had staff meetings. And uh, they just sort of flew it, you know, by the handle. They sort of like, you know, they did their best at every moment. The other daycare center had regular staff meetings. Yeah? There was a, uh, a 15-minute debriefing every single day. And then there was maybe a half-hour debriefing once a week where you go through all the patients, so to speak. Right? And then, you know, maybe once a month, you, you go out for an hour and you actually go through and plan exactly what has to be done in every child's life over the next 30 days. So we said that since that's the kind of center we would want to send our kids to, perhaps we should duplicate that at home. And here at home, basically what you're doing is you're running a daycare center. And you're in charge of the daycare center. And you have this assistant that comes in a few hours a day also. And, uh, and you should really be conspiring, right, as a staff, setting agendas. All right, what do we want to accomplish in the next 30 days? Right? Then each week, how is this going? Right? Every day, what was the report today? Well, Shmuluk is off the wall. Great, I'll put him in bed. Right? You know, each day, teaming up to think through every aspect of the child's chinuch. But then again, like, I feel like it's very, talking about very specific issues. And like, like, let's say like, it happens when I have to brushing his teeth. Like, it, it could, things fall, things fall to the, uh, you know, like you're saying that it's, it's enough that I'm dominating, that, that all those things that, that just fall, that just sort of happen. I don't know, somebody gets sick, so... I don't know, a kid goes to school, I, I, I don't know, I can't even... I understand what you're saying. You can't work on everything simultaneously. Yeah. I'm saying, like, because there's no planting thing, the things that you're not working on, you're planting the wrong thing. In economics, what you do is like this. Let's say you have 100 issues that over the child's lifetime have to get planted. Yeah? So, you and your and you set a matarah. Now this is going to be, in, within 30 days, this is going to be conquered territory. Yeah? And you make a war, the two of you, to, to make sure that this matarah is accomplished. Now the matarah has to be small enough to be reasonable. It can't be, in the next 30 days, we're going to make our child a mensch. Then we'll see what comes after that. Yeah? yeah? It's small things, very, very, very small things. But once you've, once you've conquered a certain amount of territory, then you don't back off of that again. Now, let's say the time comes when it's really time for the child to start brushing his teeth before he goes to sleep. Okay? Okay. It's not appropriate starting from birth, but there is a point where it's appropriate. And you and your husband talk and you decide, you know, we got eight things we've got to work on this month. It's too much. Which thing comes first? Well, you know, toothbrushing is really important this month. Everything else can really be pushed off until next month. The two of you make a planting and building and prayer plan for the next month on your toothbrushing. 
I'm not saying that this is all you could do in a month, but you sir, right? I'm, right, I'm making an example. And then you mamish go to war on toothbrushing for a month. What you have to make sure is in month number two, you don't back off. That is in now. That's conquered territory. You don't want to give that back. Yeah? What are you going to work on the second month? Okay, you pick something new. If you can't handle something yet because the first thing isn't in yet, so stretch it out for another couple of months. And I don't have to worry about the things that I'm letting go that month that I'm doing the toothbrushing? Like can't do it all at once. Yeah. Tafasta maruba, lo tafasta. Yeah, so j- j- come up with realistically small goals. And the truth is, you might know better than your husband in these cases what's reasonably small because you're with the child all day and you have your, your finger on the pulse of the kid. So you could discuss with your husband. If your husband you know, really, really disagrees, listen carefully. But, but otherwise, probably he's going to listen to you because you're the person on the spot most of the time. And, and you'll decide agenda items, what has to come next. You, you, you see, there's a whole hashkafa here. We're doing this like professionals, like almost as if we cared. Yeah? That's the idea. It's like, take this very, 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 very seriously. It's not like, Agav, I have kids, so I have to take care of them. This is one of the most important things we can ever do. This is the, this is the next generation. This is the next door.